This is the Peak Signing Agents Podcast. My name is Derek Van Otten. I'm a six-figure loan signing agent, and I own a six-figure national signing service. My goal is to help you become a peak signing agent. Welcome. And again, welcome to another episode of the Peak Signing Agents Podcast, where I'm going to give you the best tips I can give you to make you the most money and provide the best service to your clients. This week's episode, I'm talking about phone etiquette, all right? How to properly use your phone as a business person and as a signing agent. Now, I'm not going to go over just the basics of phone etiquette, like saying hello and how are you today? Nothing like that, all right? I'm going a little bit more thorough, some scripts that I use, um, some ways that I think you you should professionally be answering your phone and making phone calls to uh, with your clients and with signers. And just some tips that I think I can give you to also sound better over the phone. And at the end, a little a little bit of a time and money-saving tip uh, over the phone that I'm going to share with you. So first of all, let's talk about phone etiquette. The reason this is sparked, I'll just say this first of all. The reason this episode is being sparked or this topic is being sparked for, for this ep- week is... Like I said, my scheduler has been out sick, so I've been doing a lot of the phone calls and scheduling of the signings for my signing service, and I just see a lot of people that I just think, wow, you could do this a lot better, or you can sound a lot better. First of all, I want to talk about causing friction, causing extra steps. So I understand there's a lot of scams out there. I get it. None of us like it. It's annoying. I'm totally on your side if it bothers you. However, some people have went the extra step so that when, for example, if I'm calling somebody, I get this message. The Google Voice subscriber would like you to please say your name and the reason for your call, and we will see if they're available. That's an extra step that I have to go through. It's not it's not automatically ringing the signing agent. I have to go through this step. I have to say who I am and what my name is and why I'm calling, and then they're gonna, then, then they're going to try to reach that that person. When I get that... I automatically hang up the phone. I'm going on to the next phone call. Okay. So I'm telling you this is because you're causing friction. If you do this, I understand the scams are annoying. I'm on your side with this. Okay. But you have to understand you are in business. Do you know of any other businesses? Have you ever called a business that are screening for scammers? No, you don't, right? You've never experienced that calling a business. So if you are going to be in the service industry, if you are going to be in business, for example, I know a lot of people, they don't use their names. They use like a, a, a business name and you have this extra step. You are causing friction, All right, It's an extra step that they have to go through. I am hanging up the phone. You didn't even get the chance to accept the offer. You didn't even get the chance to get the opportunity. I hung up the phone. I went to the next phone call. I don't have time to do this little dance. Okay. I don't know any other business that does this unless there are people who are using their personal cell phones. As a, as a business number. And that's totally fine too. I mean, that's what I did for the majority of my signing agent career so far. I've just used my, my personal cell phone for signings, but I have, I have good phone etiquette. Okay. So I answer every phone call. Do a lot of scams come through? Yes. Are they annoying? Yes. But that's, that's the life I've chosen, right? I've decided to be in business and have a service business. Now there's a couple hurdles you can go over to get around this. All right. That's what I'm talking about too. give you some more tips. 
um, I don't know if you noticed, but a lot of the newer phones have the capability to have a second SIM card into the phone. That second SIM card you can be used as another phone line, essentially. So you can have one phone, but two phone numbers on it. All right, so that's kind of cool. Now, I personally have not done that. I don't know what the process is. I don't know what it's like when you get a phone call. I don't know how you distinguish which which uh, number they're calling. I don't know. Um, I will share with you what I do do, and I'll give you tips on that um, here shortly. <clears throat> but that's but that's an option is what I'm saying. That is an option. There's a lot of apps and programs that you can get. You can, I mean, you can just get a second phone. I know a lot of people that just get second phones. One phone is their personal phone. They don't, you know, they just kind of check it once in a while. Then they have their business phone on them, you know, Monday through Friday, the majority of the day, because, you know, it's all work during that, during that work time. So you can get a second phone. You can get a second line on your phone. I'll tell you what I use. I actually use Google Voice. I am very involved in the Google ecosystem. So even my website and my email address for my business are all done through Google domains and Gmail. Um, I do like having that accessibility to Gmail and Google Docs and Google Sheets um, for bookkeeping and record keeping, all different things like that. So that is what I use. So if you're wondering what I use, I use Google Voice. So with Google Voice, it is an app. So you download the Google Voice app on your phone. Sorry, it's a car driving by. Uh, you do download the Google Voice app. So if somebody calls your Google Voice phone number, it does ring to your phone. Uh, here is one of the obstacles with that is that you'll see the phone number coming in on your caller ID, but you don't know if they were actually calling your personal number or if they were calling the Google Voice number. So it's hard to distinguish what phone number they were calling. So you'll just see the, you'll just see the phone number pop up on your phone. Um, however, with Google Voice, you can have a separate voicemail. So for example, so for example, uh, I have my personal phone number, and then I have a Google Voice app. Let's just say the phone number is 555-1234. Okay, that's the phone number for Google Voice, 555-1234. So if somebody calls 555-1234, it will ring on my phone. However, I just see the phone number. I don't know if they were calling me, Derek, personally on my phone, if they were calling my, my company, Peak Signing, if they were trying to contact my company. So what I have done is my Google Voice phone number 5551234. I save that into my into my phone as peak signing the business. So what that means is if somebody calls 5551234, I get the phone call, I see on my phone that peak signing is calling me. So I still don't know the exact phone number that's calling me, but I do know they are trying to reach my business line. So I answer the phone differently. Now, if I don't answer, maybe I'm in a signing, maybe my scheduler is on the other line, and so no one answers because my, my scheduler also has this. So if I don't answer it for whatever reason, then it goes to a voicemail that actually is the Google Voice voicemail that I set up that, that talks about my, my company. Uh, if you just caught what I said, I did say my scheduler has the same phone number. So my scheduler has also downloaded the Google Voice app, and she has hooked up my Google Voice phone number to her phone. So basically, when if somebody calls 555-1234, they're trying to get my company, both of our phones will ring and just kind of whoever answers it first, you know, handles the phone call. Uh, my scheduler does work from home at her home and then obviously I'm, I'm out and about either at home working from home or doing signings myself. So we both will get the phone call and one of us will answer the phone. So that is the that is what I do.
I, I just get Google Voice. I, it's free. And so I just I just downloaded that and I and I can text from it. So the Google Voice app, you can text from it. It comes from your business line. So so again, really, me and my scheduler will be texting notaries sometimes from our Google Voice. So we both get the notification. Either one of us can respond to to the text message and, and see the text message. So it's 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 come in very handy. I, I'm very wrapped up and involved into the Google ecosystem. It just has worked well for me to this point. Who knows for in the future, but for now it has worked really good for me. So anyway, that's another thing you can do. You can get like Google Voice, or there's other apps out there. I'm not saying you have to get that one. There's plenty of apps out there where you can basically have a second phone line on your phone through an app. So if you want to keep things separately, but don't cause the friction by having this extra step that people need to say their name and why they're calling you and then and then it has to try to route through you and answer just just let people call you i get those phone scams are annoying but figure it out don't cause friction is what i'm saying all right now i'm going to go over how to maybe even answer the phone again if you're a signing agent you have signed up on platforms okay you have signed up on platforms or through websites, and you have put a phone number down to let people know you are a notary, that you're a mobile notary, you're a signing agent. You put your information in there. You have said, here's my phone number, call me. I would like the opportunity to do a job for you. So don't be surprised, don't be annoyed if you do get a phone call. My scheduler was just saying that she was calling a notary uh, for a potential job, and the notary seemed annoyed. She goes, I'm on vacation. The notary said, I'm on vacation. She was very uh, angry with my scheduler. My scheduler doesn't know that, right? Signing services don't know you're on vacation. We can't read your mind. So you can just say, oh, sorry, I'm on vacation. I understand that maybe you were annoyed that you got a business phone call during vacation, but you put yourself out there to get called, okay? But you have the right to have vacation. That's fine. Don't have an attitude about it. I can't tell you how many times I'll call a notary and I get it. It's because of the scams. And it's, and it's always funny because it's the guy that does this where they go, hello. There's like this deep, angry voice. They say, hi, my name is Derek. I'm with Peak Signing. We have a job opportunity for you if you're interested. Oh, yeah. Hi, Derek. Nice to meet you. How can I help you? <laughs> their voice their voice just just uh, goes three three levels up. You know, it's it's funny. Um, but it happens. And I get it. It's because of the scams. I get it. Right. But again, you're the one that put your phone number there. Right. You put your phone number in the platform and said, I'm available for signings. So don't act annoyed when you get a phone call. That's what I'm saying. OK. Let me tell you how I answer the phone. Uh, I just think this is a very nice professional way to do it. But when I answer the phone, if it's if it's if it's a phone call to my personal cell phone, depending on the time of day, I always say good morning, good afternoon or good evening. That's why I start. So let's just say it's the afternoon. Good afternoon. This is Derek. I always say my name so that they know that the person they're trying to call, because obviously if they're calling me, they're trying to call Derek, right? They're trying to call me. So I would say, good afternoon. This is Derek. Good morning. This is Derek. Good evening. This is Derek. That's how I answer my phone. Very simple. And it sounds very professional. I'm, I'm doing a greeting and I'm letting them know who I am so that they, they can confirm that I am the person they were trying to call. So that is how I set up or that's how I, I answer the phone if somebody's calling the business line that i just talked about and i see so when i get the phone call and i just see it's my business name i know they're trying to reach my business name so i just say i just say my business name peak signing this is derek how can i help you 
So that's how I answer the phone whenever I know it's going to be business or if it's just going right to my uh, direct cell phone. I just say, good afternoon. This is Derek. And then they know who they're talking to. So they're, they're never confused. They know exactly who they're talking to. Okay. Make it simple. My voicemail, let's just say I don't, I'm not able to answer. Uh, you might you may not be able to answer for many reasons, but maybe one of the reasons is because you're in the middle of a signing, right? And you can't answer the phone while you're in a signing going over, going over numbers. So my voicemail actually says, you know, hi, you reached Derek. Sorry, Mr. Call. I'm pro I'm most likely with a client. So please feel free to leave me a message and I'll call you back. You can also feel free to send me a text. Because even though I am in a signing, for, let's just say, for example, I am in a signing and someone's calling me to give me an opportunity or give me a signing opportunity uh, and I don't answer because I'm in a signing, but they text me, you know, hey, Derek, this is so-and-so with, you know, ABC notary service. Are you available this day, this time? I can easily just text back and just say yes or no. Right. And so I can't answer it, but I can text. I can do I can send it a quick text. I won't do if they're texting me more questions. I'm not going to do I'll wait till after my signing. But but anyway, that's how my voicemail is set up. Same with my business line. It just says, thanks for calling peak signing. Sorry, we didn't answer your call. Most likely we are with on the phone with another customer. But please leave us a voicemail. We'll get back to you as soon as we can. Something very simple like that. Right? It just sounds very professional. I always say the name, my name or my business name. Um, and that I will contact them back. So that way they're not confused. Did I call the right number? They are very aware. So please set up a voicemail. Set up a voicemail. So not only do people, when people call, they don't want the friction of saying, please leave your name and the reason for your call. And we'll try to get a hold of the person you're trying to call. Don't do that. Turn that off. Whatever setting that is, turn that off. That's that's annoying. But then set up a voicemail. Hi, you have reached so-and-so. Or with put your business name down. Let people know that this just confirms that they are calling the right number, that they are trying to get a hold of the right person. All right. Um, the next thing I'm going to say might be a little controversial, and I don't mean it to be. I just mean this as a great tip for you. If you understand that you have a speech issue, maybe you are from a part of the country that has a accent. Maybe you are from another country and English is your second language and you have an accent. What I'm saying is sometimes it's hard for people to understand. Okay. Find a way so that people can understand you better. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to make anyone feel bad. Like, oh, if you're, you're if you don't speak English as a first language perfectly, it's going to be hard for you. I'm not saying that at all. I have worked and have friends with people with different accents. I have a really good understanding when people are talking, I can pretty much have no problem with their accents. But you run into some people that have a really strong accent. It's really hard to understand. And that's not a problem. It's just something that I think that you can improve on. I'll give you an example of my problem. My problem is I speak very fast and people have a hard time understanding me because I speak fast. And I know people say that it sounds like I'm mumbling sometimes because, again, I speak fast. I have been told this many times. So I know it's something that I need to work on. This is, a, you know, the Peak Signing Agent podcast is my fourth podcast. So I have done many podcasts and I have heard myself many times and I notice I speak fast and it's hard to understand me sometimes. So I have had to do something about it. I have learned for me. What works for me is I have to punctuate 
the words. Me punctuating the words makes me speak slower. Me speaking slower makes people understand me better. That's that's going to be important uh, for doing podcasts, I, I assume. So that's a fault that I saw in myself and that I had to work on. Now, when I'm at home and I just am telling a story to my wife, I'm, I'm back to normal. I'm talking 100 miles an hour. Uh, but when I'm in a signing or I'm on the phone, I take my time to to punctuate my words. It makes me talk slower so they understand me better. It also gives me more time to think about what I'm saying. So I say the right words because I would trip over my words because I'm going so fast sometimes. My wife is not from the USA. She's from another country. She has an accent. She is a signing agent. Do you know what she did to work on it? She had a hard time understanding some of these terms as she would say them in English or Spanish because growing up, she never used some of these mortgage terms. So she took one of our friends who was a mortgage officer out to lunch and said, please help me understand these these terms so I can convey these better to the signers. So they understand what I'm saying in English and in Spanish. So our friend, the mortgage officer, went with my wife. They had a nice lunch and they went over some things. They went over some terms and my wife is better for it. And then in fact, our friend, the mortgage officer, so, well, this I'm great. This I'm so happy you're doing this notary business. In fact, I want to introduce you to the title company that we use. And that is one of our big clients now. Isn't that awesome? So my wife not only found a workaround to about her accent and her lack of knowledge on mortgage terms, she took the time out to take someone out to lunch to teach her. That person introduced us to one of our biggest clients. Isn't that awesome? So I'm saying is find out what works for you. I'm not saying go spend hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars on English classes or vocal lessons. I'm not saying that. You are more than welcome to do that. What I'm just saying is if you've noticed, people have to say, what? Say that again. Come again, please. That means they have a hard time understanding you. That should be a clue that maybe you need to work on your speech. Maybe you need again. Maybe it's just as simple as speaking a little slower. That was my problem. What I'm saying is, you know, always work on yourself. If you've noticed people have a hard time understanding you, there's a way that you can help that. All right. Uh, the next tip I want to give you is when you're calling the signers. So when you're calling the signers, what do you say? Now, again, if you've been doing this for a long time, you have a script that works for you. Great. I'm just going to give you a script that I use. And if it helps you, wonderful. So this is what I do. I, give, I, I uh, call the person up. Now, if this is a direct signing from one of my clients, I'll say they'll answer the phone, right? So let's just say it's John and Jane Doe. That's the that's the signers that I'm calling. So when they answer, if it's a male voice, I'll say, hi, John. If it's a female voice, I'll say, hi, Jane. It's more like a question. I'm just letting them verify that it is the people that I'm trying to call. So, for example, let's just say John answers the phone. So I say, hi, John. And John will say, yes. Say, hi, John. My name is Derek. I'm the notary from. Now, if it's uh, one of my clients, I'll say the title company. I'm the notary from XYZ Title Company. How are you doing today? If it's from a signing service, I don't really know who the title company is. I'll just say, hi, hi, John. Yes. Hi, my name is Derek. I'm the notary that's coming over to meet with you and Jane to sign your new mortgage documents. How are you doing today? They say, oh, fine, great. You know, a little, you know, little chit chat. Hey, I'm just calling to introduce myself and confirm, and confirm the details. Do you have a quick minute for me? That's how I say it. So 
I'll call, let's just say Jane answers. Hi, Jane. Yes. Hi, Jane. My name is Derek. I'm the notary that will be coming over to meet with you and John on Monday. Uh, I'm just going to introduce myself and verify the details. Do you have a quick minute for me? And so they'll say yes. Wonderful. So just to be clear, we are meeting uh, Monday at this address, and I'll repeat the address. Does that sound right? And they'll say yes. Wonderful. They told me that, let's just say they said 9 a.m., okay? Uh, they told me that 9 a, around 9 a.m. is the best time. Is that correct? And they'll say, yes, that's correct. All right, wonderful. So I should be there between 9 and 9.30, you know, give or, give or take 15 minutes. And then all I will need is a couple things from you. What I'll need is valid IDs from the both of you and a clean place that we can sign. That's what I say. And some people laugh. However, if you've been doing signings long enough, you will know that we go to homes and there is not a clean place for us to sign. And uh, we have to work with what we got. And even though I say that, still, I'll go to a house and there's not a clean place for us to sign. Anyway, that is what I say. Let's just say it's a, a let's just say I get the signing order and it's only one person. Let's just say it's just only John Doe on there. So I'll call. I get an answer. Hello? Hi, John. I'll say yes. Hi, hi, John. My name is Derek. I'm the notary that's coming over on Monday to help you sign your new mortgage documents. How are you doing today? And they'll say, oh, fine. Whatever they'll say. I say, great. The reason I'm calling is to introduce myself and just confirm the details. Do you have a quick minute for me? I'll say, yeah. Great. So just to confirm, I am meeting you at this address. Is that correct? They'll say, yes. Now, they only gave me your name. Are you the only person on title or will anyone else be there to sign with us? Because sometimes the spouse, for example, might just be on title. They might not be on the mortgage. They're not on the loan. So if they're not on the loan, their name might not be on the, on the, on the what do you call it? The confirmation, the signing confirmation. So I just want to make sure everyone's going to be there. So I just say, all right, John, why well, just say your name? Are you the only one signing or someone else be there that's on title as well? And he might say, oh, yeah, my wife will be here, Jane. Okay, great. So just to confirm, I'm meeting with you and Jane Monday at nine around 9 a.m. at this address. Is that right? Yes, great. So yeah, they said nine, around 9 a.m. is best for you. I'll be there between 9 and 9.30. Um, all I will need is a couple things. I just, I'll just need to see valid IDs from the both of you, just so I can confirm you are who you are. And I'll just need like a clean table that we can sign at. All right, sound good? Great, I'll see you then. So I've done a couple things here. When I confirm the appointment, what I've done is just I confirmed the address. I confirmed everyone that will be there signing. But if you notice, I said I'll be there. They said you're 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 available around around 9 a.m. So obviously they said 9 a.m. That's the signing time, 9 a.m. And I said they said you're available around 9 a.m. Is that correct? They said yeah, great. I'll be there between 9 and 9:30. And why I say that, I kind of use I kind of call that the Comcast method. So if you that's just because it's the internet provider in my area and the, also the cable the cable TV provider in my area. If you've ever called your internet company or your satellite cable company, you understand that they say, great, we will be there between either 9 a.m. and 3 p.m. or between 3 p.m. and 8 p.m., which is better for you. And you're like, oh my gosh, that's like, you give me five hour windows. I have to be here for five hours and wait for you. Okay, anyway, you understand what I'm saying, right? You've been there, you've had that happen. I do that same thing but on a much smaller scale I, I give more like a 30 minute window okay the reason why i give myself like a 30 minute window is just in case as you know things happen 
right? Sometimes you have a signing, you have another signing after, but the previous signing, the first signing, things can happen. Numbers don't match up. So the signers are calling their, their lender or their title company just to confirm numbers. Um, someone wants to read more of the documents. Somebody's late. Someone was coming from, from home from work. Someone was getting ready and they haven't come down yet. You know, so you're sitting at the table 15 minutes still waiting for the person to come down and then you still have to check IDs and, and all that. Right. So you've had, if you've been doing this or if you're new, you'll understand this happens. Delays happen. There's traffic, there's accidents on the freeway, things happen. Okay. And, um, or who knows you might even get, you might get a flat tire. Who knows? Things happen is what I'm saying. I like to give myself like that window just in case things happen. So that's what I do. I kind of give myself a little window. So I'll be there between 9 and 9.30. Oh, so they tell me they tell me you'll be available around 5 o'clock. Is that right? Great. Well, I should be there depending on traffic between 5 and 5.30. Sound good? Great. I'll see you then. Thanks for confirming. That is how I confirm my signings. All right. So that's just, um, this is what I say. It just kind of works for me. It's simple. It's fast. Uh, I like it. And now I'm going to give you guys a tip that will save you. If you have a signing that's a a good distance away. Let's just say it's 45 minutes, an hour away of signing. And if you've been doing this long enough, you know, you've done it. You've gone out there. You've driven 45 minutes. You've driven an hour. You got to the appointment and things are not right. The numbers don't match up to what they were expecting. The interest rate's higher. The, the monthly payment's higher. The signers are not happy. They don't want to go through with it. In fact, they want to cancel it. They don't want to do it anymore. They kind of feel like they've been lied to or they just feel like they were not in good communication with. They're frustrated. They don't want to do it anymore. Or the lender says, yep, you're right. We have to fix something. So, all right, sorry. Sorry about that, signer. We apologize. Um, we'll just get another. We'll, we'll, we'll rework your file and get and set up another time to, to sign and close. You just drove 45 minutes to an hour one way for the appointment not to go through. You have to drive back. That gets frustrating. I get it. So. Here's a tip for that. If you do have an appointment that's a little further away, this is what I recommend. Uh, and again, I keep this part a little simple, but let's say you get your documents and I just look at the closing disclosure and I'll call them up and just say, hey, hey, John and Jane Doe, this is this is Derek, your notary again, just confirming our appointment for you know tomorrow at three o'clock or later this evening at six o'clock. Uh, and I say, yep, yeah, yeah, we're all good to go. Okay, real quick, you know, I because because where I'm coming from, it's about an hour drive, so I just want to confirm some of the numbers with you real quick before I do so. Do you have a quick minute for me? And uh, everyone kind of seems very interested to know, make sure their final numbers are correct. I've never had a person say, "Eh, no, we're good." People don't mind if I say, "Hey, I just want to verify the numbers are correct before I drive out that distance," and they usually will say, "Yeah, sure." Okay, so just to confirm, I'm just looking at your closing disclosure because, again, a closing disclosure, they should have received these already. In fact, they should have received them at least three days before the signing, right? Some type of version, whether an email or some sort. Anyway, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not reading numbers off to them like, here's your closing cost, here's this. this no, I'm not doing that. That's what I'm saying. Because And what I'm saying are the numbers that people usually get hung up on, all right? I'll just say, okay, all right, John, thanks for your time. Real quick, just want to verify the balance of your loan is going to be this amount your interest rate is going to be this amount and your monthly payment that's your principal your interest and your escrow whatever it is right your total monthly payment will be this amount do these three numbers sound right to you and say yeah sounds right great then i'll see you at six whatever time you set 
So I just, I just, I just want to verify those three numbers because those three numbers are for whatever reason. Well, I was gonna say whatever reason, but they are the three numbers that people get the most hung up on, right? It's their balance, it's their interest rate, and it's their total monthly payment. Because if those three numbers are correct, then everything in the closing costs should balance anyway, right? Everything should balance the the escrow amount that gets set up. If there's any HOA fees, if there's any payoffs, if there's whatever. If those three numbers are right, then that means everything is balanced out anyway. Okay, they they should have seen these numbers. They should look accurate to them. So I just say that. Say, hey, I'm just about to head out your way, or I just got your documents. You know, just so you know, it's about an hour away, so I should be there right on time, give or take 15 minutes. But I just want to verify the final numbers with you if you have a quick minute. And they were like, yeah, sure. So real quick, here's your here's your here's your balance, here's your mortgage balance, here's your interest rate, here's your monthly payment total, your total monthly payment. That's principal, interest, escrow, everything. Do those three numbers sound right? If they say yes, then that means we are good to go. We are good to sign. I'm driving out there. We're getting it done. So that's a tip that I hope can help you guys say some. So even if you're, if you're a veteran, you have your scripts. You're like, I know what to say. I know what to do. I've been doing this a while. I just want to give you that little tip as well to maybe help save you some time and money from driving an hour away to find out everything's wrong and the appointment got canceled while you're there, while you drove out there. So I want to give that tip with you guys as well. So those are some of my phone etiquette tips for you guys to, again, become peak signing agents, be professionals, so that when your clients call you, that there's no friction. It's a smooth phone call. You're professional on the phone call. They can understand you during the phone call. And I don't know why, you guys, but I see even still sometimes getting nervous when my clients call me. Even though we have good relationships, we even tease. We we text each other teasing. And sometimes when they call me, because they usually text or email me, so when they call me, I still get a little nervous. I have to remind myself, breathe, slow down your speech because I'll start, I'll start fumbling over my words because I start talking super fast again. That's my speech issue that I have to work on. For example, my wife's speech issue, she has an accent. It's not a bad accent, but she had to learn certain words that she, she can convey them in English and Spanish better. right? So, so that's what I'm saying, right? Find some things about yourself that you can work on. It's always about self-improvement, right? You remember you guys are in the service industry. You-, you are a business owner. Treat your business like a business. Work hard like a job. Catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of the Peak Signing Agents podcast. I hope this episode brought great value to you and your business. And if it did, please subscribe and follow the podcast and share with anyone you think could also benefit. Thank you.